Hey, welcome back to the channel. My name is Seem Lund and today we have another Q&A. So actually I'm going to combine two Q&As that I had on Instagram. So it's kind of like involve different kinds of questions that you asked about health, performance, nutrition and uh, all kinds of things. This episode is sponsored by Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon is a healthy version of all the unhealthy cereal you loved as a child. It's very high in protein, low carbs, zero grams of sugar, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and with only natural flavors. The main ingredient is actually whey protein. There are many different versions of the nostalgic flavors such as frosted, fruity, cocoa, and peanut butter. My favorite one is the cocoa. They actually taste better than the original formulations with more crunchiness. Magic Spoon cereal gives you 0 grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only 4 net grams of carbs in each serving. If you want to try out Magic Spoon, then head over to magicspoon.com forward slash seam and use the code SIIM to get $5 off any order. Magic Spoon is so confident in the product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they're gonna refund your money, no questions asked. So click the link below and use the code SEAM for $5 off or go to magicspoon.com forward slash SEAM to save $5 off your order today and be sure to add the new honey nut flavor to your custom box. Magic Spoon is now shipping to Canada and the UK. Alright, first question. Is it better to take magnesium supplement with or without food? So uh, generally it depends on yeah what kind of food it is. Things that reduce magnesium absorption are caffeine then uh, there's different kinds of you know grains phytates those can uh, reduce some of the uh, absorption of magnesium and fat generally also reduces uh, magnesium absorption so if you're taking a magnesium supplement then you can take it on a, like an empty stomach uh, but it's not a good idea to take it with coffee or uh, like a fatty meal uh, things like that so i prefer to take like magnesium with without uh, food like on an empty stomach and it will still be absorbed how to reverse insulin resistance and fat reduction at abdominal and upper body. <clears throat> so uh, obviously, you know, the main uh, most important rule is just uh, to be in a calorie deficit and that will uh, eventually lead to the reduction in your adipose tissue fat mass. You can't like spot reduce the fat uh, specifically out the, around the stomach or the upper body. Uh, but but uh, generally, like if you fix things like insulin resistance, then um, you're going to see a reduction in the pot belly, as it's called as well, because the insulin resistance and uh, metabolic, let's say this metabolic uh, uh, syndrome, that can uh, promote the uh, accumulation of adipose tissue specifically around the meat section. And it's going to specifically promote the creation of this visceral fat around the organs. And uh, yeah, there are ways to target that specifically as well by becoming more insulin sensitive. Uh, but the most important thing is to be in a calorie deficit, lose weight, exercise. Uh, there are like some supplements or uh, foods that can also help with that. Like berberine is a good way to help with insulin resistance and uh, insulin sensitivity. Chromium, uh, just different kinds of polyphenols and spices. Those can um, cr you know make you actually burn more calories. Not directly, but you know they can uh, increase your metabolic rate and. Um, help you to reverse some visceral fat. Is semen retention good for testosterone? So that's a like, common question I get asked. Um, <clears throat> generally, there is like at least one study that I found, or the only study that I found was that it showed uh, there was a increase in testosterone that peaked after day seven of uh, semen retention uh, of not ejaculating. And after that, they didn't see any increase. So like, 
if 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 best, then the kind of most uh, longest optimal time to not ejaculate for men would be like seven days. Um, but is it good to do it for testosterone? Yeah, like I mean, there is a slight increase in testosterone. Um, yeah, and I would I would say like ejaculating every day is probably not a good idea either. Every other day, maybe not the best, but it's not not gonna kill you or harm you. It's not gonna kill your testosterone. Uh, but optimal and say like for men, maybe ejaculating uh, once or twice a week is the kind of optimal amount. What is the quickest way to lose body fat and best supplement to help? So it kind of goes together with the previous question. Generally, like the quickest way may not be the best way because you can regain the weight. So uh, yeah, more, more much rather like what is kind of, you know, depends on your goal. Like if you need only to lose the weight for a short period of time, then yeah, just crash diet and not eat anything for a few days uh, while exercising a lot. Um, obviously, you're going to lose a lot of muscle as well in doing, but uh, it does make you lose a lot of weight really fast. Uh, from a sustainable side, then uh, just find a diet that keeps you satiated and uh, that you enjoy uh, while still creating a small energy deficit. And I mean, there's no, yeah, you can lose weight on any diet. Uh, you can lose weight eating bread, uh, vegetables, meat, whatever beans, uh, those things, yeah, it doesn't matter. The quickest way to just, you know, yeah, is to exercise uh, a bit more and eat a bit less that's the kind of quickest way and most sustainable way uh, in supplements to help that like i mentioned berberine can do that uh, chromium and different spices there may like increase your metabolic rate although and increase like specifically fat oxidation but uh, yeah i mean you still need the calorie deficit as the foundation <clears throat> is there a biohack to help with thinning hair um, well, you can help to grow new hair a little bit or speed up the process with like red light therapy. There's, yeah, obviously you need to good protein intake, uh, good nutrients, not be nutrient deficient. Uh, excess iron can, I think, uh, do that as well as uh, being insulin resistant, uh, low thyroid, those will uh, thin and make you lose hair. To grow hair, yeah, just eat enough protein, biotin, um, collagen and uh, red light can uh, help um, best oil to heat cook with uh, avocado oil has the highest like smoking point and um, extra virgin olive oil is pretty good if it has the polyphenols then it's not going to become oxidized either uh, so yeah coconut oil is good it has a very high smoking point so yeah, these three, I think, are the best. If I skip legs because I care too much about cardio routine, am I making a mistake? <laughs> well, I mean, you shouldn't like completely neglect your legs uh, in training because, yeah, there's literally like what you're standing on. So uh, yeah, they're going to also help to you perform better when it comes to running. So just doing heavy squats actually makes you better at running to a certain extent, um, makes your legs stronger makes the bones more dense so yeah you shouldn't skip obviously it shouldn't be like the main priority for trying to make gains in cardio but still you shouldn't completely skip it <clears throat> how often you take uh, berberine and how much i take uh, berberine on rest days and when i'm eating carbs so um the berberine will also like 
is similar to uh, cold exposure, then it can like negate some uh, resistance training adaptations because it uh, yeah, suppresses insulin and uh, activates AMPK and suppresses mTOR and those things. So yeah, you don't want to take it after a resist resistance training workout or if you want to build muscle. Uh, but on the rest days when I'm not uh, training or if I'm eating carbs, then I'll have it. And the dose, I preferably do like a 400 milligram dose. Mm -mm 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 do flax seeds raise estrogen? Well, I guess it uh, depends on the person. And um, I wouldn't say that eating like, a ton of flaxseed would be optimal for men at least, uh, but like having a few of them in your diet is probably not going to do anything else. Like, I mean, all those things, like if you're worried about flax seeds raising your estrogen or lowering your testosterone, <laughs> then I think you have like much bigger things to worry about. Like, uh, why is your testosterone so fragile in the first place or why is it so low in the first place? Um, and if your testosterone is high, then some, uh, let's say maybe 5% reduction in your testosterone by flax seeds or uh, even like medicinal mushrooms, uh, lion's mane, chaga, it shouldn't be a concern because your testosterone would be already high. But if you have low testosterone, then yeah, like obviously first fix out, first figure out why the testosterone is low. But generally, like I, I don't think that you really need to worry about a particular food, even like soy, like you probably don't, wouldn't have to be worried about soy affecting your endocrine system as a man in a negative way if you're already healthy and already optimized like yeah you have much bigger things to worry about in my opinion and even then there hasn't been like that many many studies that show that uh, soy uh, has a negative effect on uh, testosterone levels like it's been kind of debunked um, and then like if you want to be on the safe side then fermented stuff fermented soy like natto natto is like one of the healthiest foods in my opinion like it's super it's the highest source of k2 and and um yeah for also like probiotics uh and when it comes to flax seeds like you know soaking them i don't know i don't know if the soaking then can reduce the estrogen but um yeah don't like overdo it but still be kind of careful if you're like lower in testosterone then yeah like limit them or avoid them but generally um if you're healthy and optimized then i wouldn't like super worry about it <clears throat> The near infrared light panel is it okay for the eyes? Yes, the studies actually find that the red light improves eyesight or helps to uh, heal the eyes or re repair them. Uh, don't look at directly into the sunlight or the red light, but um, just you know gaze around it. It's gonna be fine. How can I fix nasal congestion? So um, one quick way would be to like the Naughty, naughty potty, natty potty or whatever it is, you just you use the salt water and flush it through your nose. That can uh, fix it really quick. Is fluoride toothpaste good or bad? <laughs> so this is like a controversial take. Um, a person thinks that you don't have nothing to worry about a small amount of fluoride in your toothpaste as long as you're not like drinking a ton of fluoride water as well. If you are drink, even then, like the w drinking fluorinated water is... Uh, much worrisome than the toothpaste and uh, if the floor if the toothpaste is your only source of fluoride then you don't have to worry about it uh, because fluoride is an essential nutrient as crazy as it may sound <laughs> you don't need a lot, lot you're probably not deficient but you the studies find that you absorb uh, or you swallow only like 0 0.1 milligrams of fluoride from uh, brushing teeth unless you're like swallowing a toothpaste uh, so yeah, like that fits the RDA and you have like a ton of other RDA left 
like the RDA for fluoride is like 0.64 milligrams or something that I feel not mistaken uh, so yeah if unless you're drinking fluor fluor fluoride water then you don't have to uh, worry about it <clears throat> so I would much rather yeah like try to get rid of the fluoride water but not the toothpaste it's not like a problem it's a, such a small amount that it literally insignificant uh seem what the best meal before strength training and how long before <clears throat> the best meal before strength training um well obviously like some protein and uh, some carbs some some look like easier to digest carbs uh, maybe fruits and uh, some uh, protein how long before like depends on your digestion but at least an hour an hour and a half two hours maybe can regular sauna help reduce heart rate at night yes it could it does ra raise your hrv it reduces stress improves your cardiovascular fitness so though all those things uh, will reduce your basal resting heart rate what is optimal length for a nap or is taking naps bad optimal length is yeah like maybe 10 to 30 minutes and it's not bad it can help you to catch up on sleep or bank up of sleep uh, but uh, if you like literally need naps every day then it may indicate that you're not getting the good sleep at night so you have to look into that but other than that uh, those naps are uh, good sleep apnea without obesity are the muscles maybe too weak to hold the position uh, if you're having sleep apnea but you're not obese with a super thick neck then it could be because of the mouth breathing um, that by default will make you have sleep apnea uh, so uh, yeah try to use like maybe like a mouth tape and uh, breathing practices those and kind of teach yourself to keep the tongue at the roof of the mouth it should be like there semi like you know stuck and that is kind of correct posture for the tongue in the mouth and the mouth tape can help to teach that Tips for increasing HGL or hydro hydrochloric acid. I seem to get bloated every time I drink water. Um, well, maybe you're drinking too much water. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like if you dilute the stomach acid with the excess water consumption, then yeah, that can cause a bloating and indigestion. Uh, so uh, maybe adding some things that acid acidify it, like apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, uh, those can do the trick. And um, while eating herbs, spices, uh, it can also help uh, chewing the food properly yeah not drinking too much water those will also help what does your if schedule look like so uh, currently i'm uh, doing the same one that i've been doing nearly like yeah five six years <laughs> so, which involves just uh, eating one meal a day and having like a protein shake during daytime uh, before the workout and uh, yeah that's working that's working really good if you want to learn more about it then uh, metabolic autology one of my books uh, talks about it in a very close detail if you had to choose only one for best health benefits ice bath or sauna well there's more research about the saunas and probably less side effects as well uh, so i would cho choose the sauna quite uh, easily um, vegetable oil is bad but if my organic seaweed contains organic sunflower sunflower oil is that okay well i mean it depends on the way it's been treated <laughs> uh, so uh, vegetable like the idea that vegetable oils are bad is true to the extent of how much they've been oxidized 
and uh, that is what turns the oil harmful uh, the oxidation of that oil and fat and the same can apply to animal fats saturated fats whatever oil it is if it becomes oxidized then that's one that's going to cause this lipid peroxidation and oxidative stress inside the body um, so yeah depends on whether it's been oxidized and heated so excess heat excess oxygen exposure excess sunlight exposure those things will harm the oil and usually you know most industrial uh, vegetable oils like uh, yeah sunflower oil can be here uh, rapeseed oil canola oil those things uh, tend to be already oxidized by the way they're being uh, manufactured and processed so uh, yeah they're going to be harmful in that sense uh, but um, yeah you just have to know like how it's been uh, processed things that come into like the see-through glass uh, those generally are oxidized so something that is in dark bottles and closed uh, yeah hasn't been exposed to a lot of air and uh, that kind of thing does EAA's taken meat fast negate some of the benefits by activating mTOR? Uh, well, yes and no. So uh, essential aminos, they do turn on mTOR, but you know depends on when you're doing it as well. If you're exercising, then you're already like turn, ramping up the process of autology and, um, and uh, things like that. Uh, so in that sense, it doesn't almost even matter. In my opinion, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not a huge uh, difference in 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 that regard. Uh, but if you take the EAAs in like a fast state, it does sub, uh, turn on the mTOR pathway. How long does it stay turned on? Like it's hard to tell. Um, and even then, it's like a very micro managing with that. So like I don't really worry about if some amino acids directly inhibit some of the benefits of the fast. You know, depends on the purpose of the fast and what you're trying to do with that in a particular moment. If you're trying to do for some sort of yeah, complete cellular cleanse, <laughs> then yeah, you would be better off by not having anything. But if you're doing it for like fitness purposes and maybe just convenience, then it doesn't really uh, matter. I don't eat meat, only chicken, fish, and eggs. Any supplement I should add in for lack of meat? Well, I mean, you're getting basically everything that you need from the chicken, fish, and eggs. Uh, maybe yeah like actually like herring is the highest source of uh, creatine not uh, red meat so yeah even you can get even creatine from fish so you don't really need particularly anything um, that I can think of at the moment cake before or after a workout <laughs> uh, interesting question uh, I like it <laughs> but I would say that it's a healthier to have let's say bad carbs or um, higher amounts of carbs and sugars after a workout because they're going to cause less collateral damage. Uh, you, you would just shuttle most of that glucose into the muscle cells and they would use for recovery and, then, and that would be pretty much it. Like they wouldn't result in this massive hyperglycemia after the meal for long hours. Whereas if you eat a cake before a workout, then your muscles are much less insulin sensitive um, and uh, your ability to basically shuttle that glucose into the muscle cells is very small compared to after the workout so yeah it's much healthier after the workout to eat carbs uh, so that's why that carb backloading is such a like a powerful strategy in my opinion you, you can get away with like a lot of carbs after workout which you otherwise wouldn't be able to do uh, before the workout that applies to both like you know healthy fitness people as well as uh, insulin resistant and diabetic people supplements for digestive health uh, digestive enzymes, masszymes are great. HCL, hydrochloric acid, oxvial is another like fat digestive uh, enzyme. 
Uh, Tutka can be good for that. And some probiotics, like seed probiotics are the best. Uh, but yeah, those are the main supplements. Salt, just make sure that you're getting enough salt from that. And um, yeah, don't drink a ton of water with the food. Good morning, Seam. What are your thoughts on coconut water? Well, I think coconut water is just, um, you know, water with a bit of potassium and sugar in it. Is it unhealthy? I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, I, I think, yeah, like sugar from coconut water is, again, like the least of your concerns. Uh, it has some potassium, but uh, then again, um, it doesn't have anything else. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, ha if you have coconuts growing around your, um, you know, house and then you can drink it regularly, then, yeah, I think it's a good source of hydration. Do you need to go out of your way to directly buy coconut water from the store in Norway <laughs> or in the UK? Uh, then, I don't know, probably not. If you like it, then it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't like it to be super... It tastes good. I like it. Uh, but I don't drink it like regularly. <clears throat> where are the hemp and peas grown for crump and where do you produce crump? Uh, so that's a repeating question. And uh, yeah, crump, the hemp protein um, in Estonia, all of it is in Estonia. So it's not some sort of, yeah, we don't make some sort of industrial, you know, uh, factory or, um, like, yeah, like we don't have like, any, like a large scale kind of a grain business in that sense. It's like all organic, local Estonian hemp and uh, peas. Uh, Bench, deadlift, squat, military plus press uh, plus pull-ups every workout is enough or will I be missing something? Well, those uh, main compound lifts, they're going to give you 80% of the results and you should always focus on progressing in those lifts. Um, and the 20% should be on the accessories like the delts or uh, forearms or calves, those things. Uh, but yeah, the main 80% focus should always be on those main uh, key compound lifts. Bench press, that includes the incline press, deadlift... Maybe put the barbell rows in here, uh, squat and military press or shoulder press plus pull-ups. That's going to give you essentially all of it that you need. How much fiber do you consume? Recommend for men. If I were to guess, then I consume maybe 40 grams fiber. Yeah, something like that, uh, which is yeah above the RDA slightly. It's good. Uh, I feel great. I do recommend to consume fiber at least 30 grams, so 30 to 40 grams for men as, as well. How much sodium to consume? Recommend for active athlete. So I don't count my sodium. Um, I think I'm getting at least, you know, three grams per day. On my workout days, I do consume the, um, if you read Win, my book with Dr. James, Danico Antonio, then um, we have the formula for how much salt is the best for optimal performance before a workout and the studies are pretty clear that almost like the more salt you consume before a workout then the better it is and even like if you consume 2000 milligrams of sodium then that's worse than consuming 3000 to 4000 milligrams <laughs> in one liter of water uh, so uh, yeah almost like in, in terms of like athletic performance before a workout then it like boosts blood volume it lowers your body temperature reduces perception of fatigue, makes you just exercise for longer and the performance gains can be up to like 20 to 40 percent just better performance from hydrating properly with increased salt and sodium. Uh, but, but I personally stick to like 2000 milligrams 
before the workout, like an hour or two before the workout. Uh, and then I don't really count the other sodium that I get from food, but I would imagine that it's a, 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 at least a thousand, maybe two thousand milligrams per day. I don't like add a ton, ton of salt to my food, but I consume foods that are salty, like even like some of like these uh, sea vegetables, uh, seaweeds, they have quite a nice amount of salt. And a lot of like, you know, packaged foods like, you know, curd and cottage cheese is not like high salt food, but it does have obviously like a little bit of salt in it for the preservation purposes glycine safe as an undermethylator as it soaks up methyl groups well i don't think that glycine soaks up the methyl donors it actually is also a methyl donor itself <laughs> so yeah i would think it's safe does crump activate mTOR just as much as meat does i.e how much leucine is in it so uh, obviously we don't have like any specific answer to that we haven't like measured or tested it no one has no one has ever measured how much mTOR gets activated by a plant-based protein or meat-based protein generally like leucine is the main activator of mTOR maybe methionine as well and crump is a bit lower in leucine and methionine than regular meat or any other animal-based protein but in my opinion like you really can't avoid any protein any calories will also turn on mTOR um, crump may do it like a slightly less uh, but it's still going to do it, uh, similar to fish or eggs or meat or beans for that matter. Uh, so it's going to still turn it on. Uh, the benefit, the only way to kind of sidestep this would be to do some time restricted eating or fasting. Du, 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 du. Early morning training, carb load directly post-workout because of insulin sensitivity. Yeah, interesting uh, question. It's like a st sticky situation. Should you have the carbs immediately after training if you work out in the morning? Um, technically, you don't need to because you stay insulin sensitive and the uh, muscles stay insulin sensitive for, yeah, like up to 24 hours. Um, you can still have it later in the day. It's not going to matter. Um, but uh, yeah, I would eat something, maybe like a smaller amount of carbs and you can still maintain that insulin sensitivity for later. What do you do for your circadian rhythm when you know you're going to stay up late? Well, in that case, I try to bank up some sleep, maybe take a nap. Um, I still try to wake up the next day at the same time. So if I go to bed at 3 a.m., then I'll still try to wake up at like 7 a.m. or 6 a.m., which I usually do. So I'm not going to change that because then it's, that's where the kind of problems start. You go on this spiral of having offset your circadian rhythm. Uh, whereas it's much better to stick to the same original one even if you are low in sleep. Uh, and to compensate for that, I may take like NMN the next day if I'm tired uh, to boost my circadian uh, alignment. Um, and and uh, the coffee in the morning can help with that. Du, 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 du. What do you think of Peter Atia's opinion on zone 2 and longevity? I've heard mixed on uh, this. Well, I think it's great. I think it's the healthiest cardio form. Um, zone 2 being in the zone 2 aerobic zone, so it's just below the anaerobic threshold. So, uh, yeah, you're not gasping for air and you're kind of maintaining this nasal breathing. I think it's the healthiest form of cardio for longevity. And you should do regularly. <laughs> you should do it quite regularly. Is sauna bad for fertility? It does reduce uh, sperm count in men 
it doesn't reduce testosterone, it doesn't make you infertile, but it can be a contraceptive for men. Uh, but those effects are like short term, like if you stop taking a sauna, then it will reverse. Uh, so yeah, the problem is just the balls becoming overheated. <laughs> so that is what's causing the reduction in the sperm count. Uh, so you can prevent that by cooling off your balls inside the sauna with an ice pack or afterwards. So yeah, just keep your balls cool and you're going to be fine. For women, there's no negative effects. It actually is very good for the female endocrine system. Is it okay to take NSE and glycine at the same time? Yes, they actually complement each other. What's your opinion on aspirin for longevity? So aspirin lowers inflammation. It does increase lifespan in some like animal studies. I'm not fully convinced about in the human ones. There is an association between reduced mortality in humans as well. Uh, but there's also like some people say that um, it can cause like internal bleeding and those kind of things. So microdosing aspirin can be good. Uh, but you should do it only if you're like maybe underslept like yeah like after the bad night's sleep or after if you've uh, disrupted the circadian rhythm then maybe take like a small dose aspirin but aspirin by the same token can also like inhibit the muscle growth uh, so don't take the aspirin after workout <laughs> so only when you're like in a bad situation you should uh, take a microdose of it is it important to boost nad in summer due to sun depleting levels so yes um, uv radiation does deplete NAD levels, your body uses NAD to combat sun rays and uh, the um, basically uh, the, the damage on the skin. Do you need to take additional NMN or NAD? Maybe, maybe it like depends on your own levels. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you should still try to boost the NAD with natural means, uh, but uh, some NMN maybe in the summertime depends if you're like, yeah, super exposed to sunlight can help with that but do you need it depends on your uh, current NAD uh, levels what's the best time to take creatine and which type is better creatine monohydrate the most researched one the cheapest one the best one and the best time to take it I take it at various times <laughs> so it depends on the day on my workout days I generally take it before I take it with the salt, the salt uh, hydration thing, because salt sodium also helps to absorb creatine. Uh, so um, I take it with my salt drink. But on some other days, I may take it in the morning. If I'm like, creatine is also helps to like a buffer against fat sleep. It helps the brain to produce ATP and is a nootropic. So taking it in the morning while I'm working can also be a good time to take it. But uh, yeah, at various times. How bad are cigars? Well, yeah, they're quite bad. Um, most industrial, you know, cigarettes or tobacco, not to, it's not even like the tobacco itself, it's the, all the other um, carcinogens and chemicals inside the cigarettes. So, yeah, the tobacco itself is like a pretty long drug, like it's been used for, you know, thousands of years, and people haven't gotten like lung cancer that regularly although i would still say it's still not the most optimal thing to do like on a daily basis uh, but um yeah it's mostly like the chemicals inside cigarettes and the cigars that generally is the kind of bad thing and uh based on studies like they do think that the smoking can cut off like at least a decade of your life so yeah i would still not do it uh, recreationally all right i did blaze through the majority of the questions, there was a lot of repeating questions, so I left them out. Uh, if you want to ask your own question, then make sure you follow me on Instagram. 
and uh, wait for me to do another Q&A, which I'll be sharing in my stories. As a reminder, you can still support the uh, Crump campaign, which is a hemp-based, plant-based protein that is going to replace things like Beyond Burgers and give actual healthy plant-based protein alternative to uh, everyone. You can support the campaign at naturistfood.com or on Indiegogo. On that, thanks for watching this video. Make sure you click like, subscribe, notification bell as well. My name is Seem. Stay optimized, stay empowered.